skeptical about custom beauty, honestly, y'all, I totally get it. My feed is flooded with customize this and personalize that, all promising, you know, to fix all of our beauty, hair, and skin problems. Truthfully, I was so skeptical when I saw this brand, but I'm a total believer now. When pros says custom, they actually mean it. Their products are no gimmicks, and your formula couldn't exist without you. Each and every bottle of Pro's custom hair care and skin care is made to order and personalized with unique blends of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. And they get personal. Pro's covers everything from your concerns to diet, exercise, and stress levels to uncover what's impacting your hair and skin health. Did you know, for example, that Minneapolis has like weirdly hard water, which apparently was affecting my hair. So like some of the ingredients that they put into my hair care was to like deal with the fact that we have hard water. Wow. I love that. They also asked me things like, you know, because I have had a baby recently, like, am I still breastfeeding? What are my hair goals? And I also really appreciated they asked like, how much effort do you want to put into your hair? Yeah, <laughs> because like I'm at the point, you know, I used to let, yeah, I used to do those, you know, put effort into my appearance, but now it's like, I just want to be able to walk out of the door without feeling self-conscious. Um, I, this is truly such a genuine endorsement. So I've really enjoyed using these products. But don't just take our word for it. In a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised control clinical trial, this is like the gold standard of all of these trials, Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. Try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering our listeners an exclusive trial offer so you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash justbreakup. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash justbreakup for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas, pros.com slash justbreakup. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. And today we're going to answer a letter from somebody who is tired of being a mama bear to her partner. But before we begin, we just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that Sierra and I are not licensed mental health practitioners. No, we are not professionals. We are not trained or accredited in any of this. So please take our advice as you see fit, because we're just here to offer our humble musings to hopefully shed some understanding and maybe some laughs about the incredibly rewarding, but mostly confusing experience that is love. All right, I'm going to just dive into today's letter. It is from Mama Bear, whose pronouns are she, her, who is writing to us from a cave. (laughs) Hi, everyone. Sending you all hugs, if you want one, for the beautiful work you put into the world. I feel so much more emotionally mature after years of my own work and JBU playing in the background. I'll just get right to it. I was a single mom. I met my current partner about a year ago, and he has enriched my life from the start. He has been so kind and loving to my son, and he was raised by a stepdad, so his family accepted us with open arms from the start as well. Our days are mostly harmonious, but there have been some red flags I can't stop thinking about. To start, he has some very codependent tendencies. 
I'm a very social person who has a recovering anxious attachment style, but in this relationship, I have felt very secure. Unfortunately, he feels the opposite. He has expressed jealousy towards even my best friend, feeling sad that I will, quote, never love him as much as her. My best friend of over a decade, mind you. We live together and mostly work from home, so we are around each other more than I would like to be personally. I need alone time to decompress and feel grounded. So if I have one or two days a week where I want to do something without him, he puts on the pouty puppy dog face and acts like we don't spend enough quality time together. Hey, I get it. Time at home in your PJs isn't necessarily quality time. We've had multiple in-depth conversations about my mental bandwidth with planning things, juggling work, a toddler, a romantic partner, friendships, and my relationship with myself on top of surviving in the hellscape that is our society at this moment. A solution I've suggested is, hey, it could be helpful and make me feel supported if you took the lead on planning dates and then I'll coordinate childcare. Since these discussions, minimal effort has been put into dates or taking me out. He tries his best to help around the house, too, but there are many aspects of our dynamic that drive me nuts. Back to mental load, I am the main character as far as going to the grocery store or making grocery orders. Anything that needs to be deep cleaned is done by me, or I ask him to do it. He's the typical, just make me a list kind of person, and it doesn't feel fair anymore. I already have a son and I'm starting to feel like I have another one. I'm mindful of my tone when I ask him to do certain things or else he'll get defensive and make me feel like I have a teenager. I just want to feel like I have an equal partner that I can rely on to get stuff stuff done without my efforts. Most of the time, if I forget something, it is forgotten about. If I'm sick, he is somehow more sick than me. Anyway, <laughs> as far as the codependency goes, I'm starting to feel smothered. I've always been free in my relationships, free to go on a trip alone or free with to go out with friends with minimal questioning. But for him, it feels like, oh my God, you don't prioritize us if something isn't about him. He's constantly asking me if I'm mad at him or if we're okay, which yes, of course we are. I just have resting bitch face when I'm on my couch relaxing. My sweet reassurances are starting to morph into annoyances. I don't know how many more conversations we can have about this. On the positive side, we are able to have in-depth conversations, and I do feel like there's been some growth for both of us. My son calls him Dada, which my partner wanted, but now it feels like I'm stuck with him. I don't want to crush my son's perception of our family unit, but I also don't know if I can live like this forever. We're both in therapy. Our friends all get along. Everything makes sense on paper. It's just... Ugh, why do I feel like things would be easier and I would carry less resentment if I could just be a single mother again? When will I know it's time to truly break it off? Am I only feeling smothered because being a parent is just hard so I have minimal water in my cup to share? Am I the selfish partner? I really don't know. It would be so helpful to hear what you think. Thank you so much. All right, Mama Bear, thank you so much for writing this question for us. Um, you know, I, I really hear in your letter kind of like a, like a feeling of being at the end of your rope, right. Of just being like, oh my God, I'm holding so much. And also it seems like it's up to me to figure out how to make this relationship functional. Right. And, and like, it's, it, there are so many times that I've talked to friends or that I've seen in letters where it's, 
the person who is like doing the most work is also then on top of that asked to be the one to do the work to maintain the actual like logistics of the emotional relationship that exists between the people in the relationship, right? The the one who initiates the hard conversations about this isn't working for me, how do we do this? Or the one who is like, we haven't spent enough time together. We need to plan more intentional stuff. And, and that's really hard. Um, and I think that what folks in that position often hear is that they're being selfish or that that pattern that they've fall, fallen into, the role that they've been assigned in this relationship is somehow theirs and they just need to accept it. So I'm sorry that you are feeling this way and I'm sorry that you're kind of at a place where you're just not feeling like, what is this worth and how do we move forward from this? Um, I think Sierra and I are going to offer some uh, some perspective on like what we think needs to be addressed. Um, and also we're mostly just going to validate that what you're not making this up, right? This feeling that you're feeling of being stretched too thin isn't because you're somehow, you know, not able to do it where someone else could. It's because you're being stretched too thin, right? There's too much on your plate to navigate this relationship in the way that it's currently happening. So Stay tuned. We are going to get into more about this in just a second. All right. Y'all know that Sam and I record every single episode of Just Break Up virtually. So I literally see this beautiful person on Zoom like multiple times a week. And every time Sam pops up into Zoom, I comment on their outfit. And I swear, like 99% of the time, I'm like, oh, my God, that outfit is so cute. Where did you get it? Sam says quince. You too can upgrade your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. That's right. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middle person and passes that saving on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Y'all have heard me talk about my leather bag that I use as both a laptop bag and a diaper bag. And I love it because <laughs> love it. <laughs> honestly, it looks really cute in every single circumstance that I use it. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right, head and heart workers, you know, I'm all about tackling our money shame 
and becoming fiscally empowered, regardless of how much money we make or how much debt we have. I think it's such a crucial step in our own self-acceptance and empowerment. That's why I love that today's episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. With Rocket Money, you can see all of your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, you can just cancel it with a tap. You never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled unwanted subscriptions. And listen, we always talk to you about like conflict styles and open and honest communications, but honestly, save your energy and get Rocket Money to cancel those subscriptions for you. <laughs> Stop wasting yeah. you money. You don't need to practice that. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to do head and heart work with like customer service representatives. You know what I mean? Like just like... Use the middle person. <laughs> Just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. That's rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. All right, my darling. Thank you so much for writing and for listening and trusting us with this letter. Um, I think Sam and I want to start by just like validating the fact that you are doing a lot. You write in your last couple sentences, like, am I only feeling smothered because parenting is hard? It's, it's a yes. And so sort of, sort of situation, like parenting is hard and you're being asked to carry a lot in addition to being a parent. Right. And you're stressed out <laughs> like this isn't this isn't you looking at this perfect on paper relationship and and you know searching for the cracks you are fatigued you are overextended you have repeated yourself you know parenting is a constant sensory overload right you are needed from the moment that kid wakes up to the second they go to school and then you have to think about them and coordinate and picking them up from daycare or whatever and so even just you describing the way that you're overloaded and how that how you just need some alone time to decompress to become who you need to be to be a great parent to be a good partner um, knowing that that is going on and you're a parent to a toddler in the background I know so how hard it is to get those small moments of clarity that give you the sense of self that allow you to answer with compassion or <laughs> dig deep, you know what I mean? Um, and I can only imagine what it's like having a toddler and having what sounds like a really codependent partner. You know, this is no no negativity towards your partner. It sounds like he has a very real anxious attachment style and he has a certain living style. You know what I mean? Like he, maybe he's not used to deep cleaning or he's somebody that deep cleans never. <laughs> um, you know, so, but I, just, what I'm trying to say is like, it's, 
it's more it's not like you are nitpicking his cleanliness and it's not like you need to dig deeper into that well of resiliency that all mothers and parents are asked to have you know at 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 a moment's notice all the time you're not failing this relationship by feeling fed up in this moment mm-hmm. it's just getting yeah. to a point where you feel like it's starting to feel like a cycle of discontent and not yep. just a season. Yeah, for sure. Especially because you're in this position where you are needing to reassure him that things are fine when things are not actually fine. <laughs> you know, man, I got, we got a point. <laughs> I got to, I got to pull that one out there because I have been both of those people. I have been the, are we, cool? I'm like, I'm regularly that with Willow. Are you mad at me? And she's like, I literally just woke up. How could I possibly be mad at you? <laughs> Um, I'm mad at you for asking me that question. <laughs> she'll and she'll like do nice things for me, and then I'll be like, "Are you mad at me?" And she'll be like, "I literally just went to the store and bought you candy." Like what? <laughs> anyway, I've been that person. Then I've also been the person of like, "Oh my god, why can't you get a grip and self self soothe for like mm. five seconds? Like why can't I?" You know what it is? Is that especially in this letter writer's position. It's obvious that you're a caretaker in more than one way. And so you, it's not that you're not compassionate. It's that like, you don't have the bandwidth. Yeah, no, I think that that totally makes sense. And, you know, like we talk on this podcast a lot about how like, yeah, it's okay to ask for reinsurance from people and, you know, it's okay to need people. That's like, that's one of the beauties of being in relationship is like the fact that we're interdependent and what can sometimes happen is that like when we're in a situation like this is that like you're the one that has to like constantly tamp down on your own needs and your own concerns because telling something to your partner is going to elicit a reaction that is like not proportionate to what the issue is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where it's like if you're like, actually, I'm feeling really unhappy and they're like, oh, my God, crisis, crisis, crisis. And it's like, well, it's kind of a crisis, but it's kind of like we kind of just need to figure it out and like that can be really a really challenging dynamic. And I'm not, again, I'm not trying to like shit on your partner in this. Cause like, again, like I don't, I don't know him and he obviously has an anxious attachment style and like some codependent tendencies, but it's also like creating a relationship that isn't codependent. Can't just be one person's job, <laughs> you know, yes. like it's like, yes. it can't, it can't just be the person who is securely attached that like, helps the anxiously attached person be in relationship without being crippled by that anxiety all the time. Right. It can't be the person who's like trying to push back against the codependency to make the relationship code and like not codependent. Like both people have to be participating in what the solution is to this or all of the people I should say. Um, but like, it doesn't sound like that's there. And it sounds like you've really given some like clear asks of this person to be like, what would be helpful for me is if you planned more of the things that you need (laughs) around like us time, because I'm not, I can't do it. And that hasn't really happened. Right. Like that's, that's frustrating. You're, you're, he's asking for something and you're saying, here's how you can, how you can get it for yourself. And he's like, "Uh -uh." (laughs) uh-uh, like, I don't, I don't want to do that, which is like, I would also be frustrated with that. So when he's like, are we fine? Are we okay? Are we okay? And you're like, yes, we are. We are. We are right. Like that's kind of like soul crushing to be like, actually we're not, but I, I can't tell you that because if we, if I tell you yes. things are going to go really poorly, like that's, that yeah. is really hard to hold. 
That's why you're feeling depleted. Earlier, Sam said, I'm not going to shit on your boyfriend because I don't know him, but, and I'm not either, but I'm going to shit on myself and say, you know, like (laughs) the anxious attachment cutie in me, who's always like, are you mad at me? Are you mad at me? Um, I avoided a lot of accountability by being so anxious that I wouldn't let my partners be angry at me. Right. That's true. For years. Yeah. uh, For years. You said it. (laughs) Yeah, no, I that was literally I've made a career out of just fucking <laughs> articulating the worst things I've ever done. <laughs> um, but I and I say that I don't want you to say that as bluntly to your boyfriend, but I want I do. I want you to say <laughs> Sam does. What I want you to say is it's hard for me to make space for my feelings and my needs when your needs and your emotional reactions to things are so much bigger and require so much tending to. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yep. I'm sure you can find a way to say that that is actually, you know, sensitive and and loving and and make space to, for 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 all of the beauty that is an anxious attachment style, style too, you know. Yep. Um it's yep. it's a beautiful thing to want to be loved and and to want to feel in, feel secure in that love. And like Sam said, that that takes two people's efforts. And, mm-hmm. you know, something else you can maybe say to him, I don't know in what context or what conversation, but like what really clicked with me and my anxious attachment cycles, because that's what they are. They're cycles is being with a partner who was secure and would always answer all my questions of like, are you mad at me? Are you mad at me? Uh-huh. Are you mad at me? All of a sudden I realized like I could ask that of my wife forever. Your boyfriend, mm-hmm. your partner could ask you forever if you're yep. mad at him, <laughs> you know what I mean? And maybe there's a conversation that you and him can have, like, at what point do you believe me? Or at what point do you learn how to soothe those cyclical spikes in your nervous system? Because that's what it yep. is. You know what I mean? Um, we haven't even tackled half of what I want to talk about in this letter. Um, but I because I know so much of it is this anxious attachment cycle that you are therefore responsible for caretaking on top of your already really full plate. Um, I want to, I want to pause on that for a moment, but I I just know that that's like the core of it and talk really briefly about um, the fact that like you deserve to be taken care of and that you are obviously really craving somebody who knows how to step up into a caretaker role. And I, and I know he's done that for your son. I know that he provided a lot of sense of family for you, but that fucking example about him being sicker than you (laughs) just tells me along with (laughs) other things, just like, you know, it, you've done a lot for yourself and your son over the last however many years. And you deserve someone who's able to step into that caretaker role. Um, mm-hmm. And it makes a lot of sense to me. I'm not saying JBU. I'm not saying just break up. Sam might be, but. Um, no, no, I don't think so. But what I want to, to point out is I think the you're, you're, you're rightfully having these feelings. Number one of like, maybe, you know, you're at the point in the relationship where you're like, what's happening, <laughs> you yep. know? Um, and you're at the point in dealing with these cycles of, of anxiety and codependency 
um, where you're getting, you're just getting spread too thin. I'm wondering if you want to retreat from the, the relationship and go back to full single momness because that's how you got shit done. Like that is probably a place of safety for you because from what I'm reading in this letter is that you deeply, deeply want somebody to be able to be reliable and somebody to be able to take the wheel from you for a while. And also that's really terrifying because mm. you know how to get shit done. You know mm. what needs deep cleaning. You know how to take care of your son and your family without another person. You know what I mean? So that is a space of safety for you because you know, then you're just relying on yourself. And not sure. only is it really exhausting to be relying on somebody who's like continually not showing up in a way that you want after vulnerable conversations. It's also really vulnerable to like for sure be in a partnership with somebody trying to rely on them in, in like a family building way. Um, because I've said it before, like a thousand times on the show, having a child with somebody sharing those parental responsibilities with somebody. It is not romantic. <laughs> it is project management shit. You know, you're sure. clocking in at the baby factory, not in a sexy way, <laughs> yeah, like a long, you called it boring when you shift way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I, and I don't know what to do with that. Like, I don't know what to do with the fact that like, maybe you want to retreat from this relationship because it's, it's safer to rely only on yourself. You know what mm. I mean? Yeah. I mean, I think that that is probably true, uh, to a certain extent. And it's like, you know, I think, I think you staying in this relationship to try and figure out how to like navigate this dynamic with your kid is like understandable, <laughs> you know, like I, yeah, our relationships don't have to look perfect for us to like stay in them. And that like, that is okay. But what I, I want to say, and like, maybe this is the tough love part of it is like, I want to say to you that like, you are a participant in this dynamic, right? Like it is not just mm. your partner's clinginess that is causing this, like this sort of uneven balance of people's needs being met, right? Like you're participating in it, right? Totally. You are enabling <laughs> him to do this. And I, yeah. and I mean this not in like a, a victim, victim blaming way this, but I, I want it, I want to like name that. Cause I want us to be really radically honest about like what this dynamic is and yes. like the fact that you are participating in the relationship in this way means that it can continue to go in this way, you know, not yes. sort of not standing up for your needs in the ways, right? Like when he's saying like, are we fine? And you're like, we're fine when we're not really fine, right? Like that's that's an yes. active choice that you're making in how to manage the situation. And I'm not saying that any of these are like bad choices, right? Like I'm not, I'm not trying to poo-poo you or say like, shame on you for doing this. What I'm saying is that like you are making choices in this relationship and you can make those same choices if they're working for you, if they are in pursuit of a goal, which might be, I want to stay in this relationship for the sake of my kid or because like this is good and it's nice to have, even if it's crunchy sometimes, right? Like that's fine, but you're making choices in this and you have the ability to make other choices. When he says, are we fine? You can say, actually, we're not fine. And here are things that I want to talk to you about. Or mm -hmm. when he says we need to spend more quality time together, you can say, that's great. Plan something. I'm not going to do it. Right? Like there's so many different ways in which we could 
shift what you're doing. But I want to just name that like the things that you're doing now are are helping to enable this disparate sort of effort that you mm. both are putting in. And, and part of it is not like, so I don't want it to be like, how do we get your partner to change their behavior? Because like, that's outside of our control. What I want to think about is how are you responding differently when your needs aren't being met or how are you holding oh my God, I hate him accountable <laughs> to something that he promised that he would do? What, you know, even given what the consequences of those things are, right. Which might be that he's upset and sad and all of those good things. Right. Oh like, my God. Yeah. Can totally understand. And like, I am giving you this tough love in a mirror. Like I, I should be also talking yes. to myself about like how much I take on for other people in my life and, and how I then feel totally depleted totally. and like, yeah, it's cause I'm taking on other people's stuff <laughs> like, and I'm actively choosing to do it cause it feels like I'm the default. I'm the only one that will ever do it. And so like, I have to do it. And like, as much as that sounds true in my head, in reality, that is not true. I am, I am oh, trying yeah. to control a situation is really what's happening. And sometimes I need to relinquish what that control looks like and, and be okay with it or ask for something different or do something different in that situation. Let me tell you why I hate that. <laughs> yeah, go for it. <laughs> Number one, I hate, I hate the fact that this is a letter from like a spread thin mom. You know what I mean? And being like, you know, how are you, how can we change our position on this? How can we change our actions? You know, it just is unfair, yeah. period. That's why it's I hate so it. Unfair. It's just unfair. Absolutely. And number yes. two, I, I, capital H hate the fact that it's just this so perfect reminder that even when we see the perfect paths that our partners could take to make us happy, like literally the list, do the things on the list, do mm -hmm. the very specific things I'm asking for. It is still more and always about shifting our perspective on them and not them changing the behavior. I'm not saying stay with somebody who's shitty. I'm not staying, yeah, no, saying stay not. with this person, even if he continually is in these cycles of yep. codependency and neediness. I'm, I'm realizing right now in the wretched self-aware way that we do <laughs> of uh -huh. like in this instance, Unfortunately, like it, it's almost, it would be almost more empowering to imagine that he never changes. Right. And then, okay. So if he never changes, what would you change? If you knew this was him, if, you, if this was him forever, then how would you shift your expectations of this person? And not, not in like a settling way, but like, okay, he's not going to get it subtly or he's not going to change overnight. So then the next time he's like, write me a list, you have to say what? I don't know. I'm not like, going to write just, you a list. <laughs> you need <laughs> like, to clean the house. You're yeah. going to need to figure this out for yourself. <laughs> like, oh my God. Yeah. My, my brain is literally <laughs> glitching because it's so hard to break those habits. Oh, and it's not sure, just like right? caretaking. It's like uh, responsive social responsibility or, or what? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? For sure. Yep. It's about, I, like, I, I feel it's like, like again, I got it's a little like clunky in there. Like boundaries versus rules, right? Like rule would be like, you have to do this in this particular way, but boundary would say like, 
I'm not going to make a list for you, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, this is an action that I am going to take about what I'm okay and okay, not okay with for how I'm going to be part of this relationship. And like, that is, that's the hard part. Um, and like, I'm not, I'm really not trying to pit you and your partner against each other. Like, I don't want this to turn into like a war of a, attrition or whatever, but I want you to, I want you to recognize that like you have a th- autonomy in this to make decisions about how you want to participate in this relationship, given the way that it's currently going, given the way that he is showing up. And and if you're moving forward, I want the solutions to be shared by you. But I what's happening right now is that the solutions are being put entirely on you. And that is not okay. That's like not how this is going to work. This is not how it's going to yeah. get better. I'm also realizing too, like what's really hard about navigating this in this season of their lives is like, if it doesn't, it feels like if she doesn't do it, it's not going to get done. And we're, we're applying that same sort of like chore mentality to your relationship, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and I think you just have to stop and tell yourself like, this isn't a chore. This, this is my life. This is my relationship. And I can make active decisions to push against the culture that we're building in our relationship, you know? Right. Yep. It's, it's going to be hard. And I think on top of all of this, if it's not like really abundantly clear, you're going to have to have like 30 more very direct conversations. Like I'm feeling like the incompatibilities in our, in our living styles, cleaning styles, in our, you know, whatever are negatively affecting our relationship. And I don't know how much longer I can exist in the way that it is. I'm going to stop making you lists. I'm asking you to step up in what you're taking care of in the the household because I feel like it's it's affecting our relationship. You know what I mean? Um, that what I just want to say that might mean your house doesn't get deep cleaned for yeah. three months. You know what I mean? That might mean you don't have a lot of groceries that night because he dropped the ball and didn't get groceries or whatever. But I think, I think what Sam and I are trying to say is like, can you break some of those, you know, literally like extensions of codependent behaviors? You're, you're taking care of him. Can you stop taking care of him in certain ways and see how that plays out in the relationship? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's all really tricky tricky too, because I know you've got a, a, a toddler. I know you do love this person and that you love their family. Um, And it's really hard to make growth oriented changes in your life when you already feel really spread thin. It's really hard to lean into the discomfort of change and growth when you're like, my life is uncomfortable enough. Thank you very much. You know? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Um, But I'm see, you know, Sam and I see these patterns forming of, are you mad at me? No, you not saying that you're actually annoyed because you know that that will warrant a bigger response than you have time for, you know, like we got to start thinking about breaking patterns that are already being established in this relationship in hopes of creating a healthier foundation or environment, you know, for sure. Also like get, get out of your house. Like, I don't know what needs to happen, but I, I guarantee you'll feel better in your relationship. If you two create some sort of 
alternative working space environment. I don't know if, I don't know if that's like, <laughs> that's you real. know, like renting an office is probably way too much money. Um, and not everybody has that sort of flexibility, but like, I think uh, if we're talking logistically, it sounds logistically like you need more alone time. So how can mm-hmm. that happen? What are the way, you know, going to a coffee shop twice a week on a schedule or telling him he has to go work at his parents' house t- just t- two times a week, just to make sure that there's alone time breathing room for you to, 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 you know, be able to show up as your best selves in these for hard sure. conversations. Okay. Mama bear. Um, again, we're, we're really sorry that you are in this situation and, you know, um, we don't know what it looks like and feels like on the inside because we don't, I was going to say, we don't know you uh, because all we have for us is the words on the page. Um, but our hope is that you can take some of these thoughts, musings and advice and, and find a way to carve out a little more space for yourself in this relationship because you deserve to feel supported. You deserve to not feel like you're the default who has to just take everything that doesn't get done and do it yourself. And you're des- you deserve to have a partner that is going to be there and be an active and equal participant in what it looks like to maintain a partnership and a household and, and to raise a kid. So uh, we hope that you find a way there, whether it's, it's with this person or with someone else, but uh, mm-hmm. we want you to know that we love you. We love you so much. Thank you so much for writing. We hope this helps. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like more content from us or if you would like ad-free episodes, you can always support us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon for as little as $5 a month, you'll get an additional bonus weekly episode. That's patreon.com slash justbreakuppod. You can slide into our DMs, send us your favorite relationship memes, but most importantly, you could submit your questions about all matters of the heart at justbreakuppod.com, which is also where you can find our merchandise. Please remember to like, follow, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review. This literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers, giving them relationship advice. Just Break Up is a production of Duvid Media, original music, recording, editing, producing, all magical things by our good friend, Spencer Worth Davis. Make sure to check out his podcast and music and remember... The instinct so often when we have been taught to give and give and give of ourselves is to give some more, is to do it when we know we can get it done, to overextend and to continue cycles of unhappiness because it's easier to just put our head down and do it than confronting what isn't making us happy. But... If we stop and take a pause and remember that we always, even in relationships, even in seasons and in cycles and in habits, we always have agency, take a pause and give ourselves the privilege of a response instead of a reaction, we can break those habits and choose to do something differently. And if all else fails, just break up.